This episode is sponsored by the publisher Rootledge. Rootledge has an extensive collection within education and educational leadership. They publish thousands of books and journals each year, serving scholars, instructors, and professional communities worldwide. Go to their homepage, rootledge.com. Welcome to the podcast, Research in Leadership in Schools, Early Childhood Settings and Social Care Settings. Today, we are going to listen to an interview that I have conducted with a researcher in the field of early childhood leadership. However, this podcast is also relevant if you are a head teacher in a school or if you are a manager in a social care program or if you are a researcher in any of these areas. If you are a researcher or a leader in early childhood, I hope that this podcast will encourage you to step forward and intake the leadership position because leadership research has consistently shown that early childhood practitioners and leaders by and large are reluctant leaders. So I hope that this podcast will help you to step forward as the leader you are. Enjoy the interview. Yeah, so I am here at the McCormick Center for Early Childhood Leadership at National Lewis University. It's in Wheeling, outside Chicago. And with me is Dr. Jill Bella, and she is the Director of Professional Learning here, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Johannes. I'm great. It's great to have you here. And yeah, actually, so we will talk about a book that you have published uh, together with Paula Jordi Bloom and Anne Henschel. And the book is called A Great Place to Work, Creating a Healthy Organizational Climate. And then I must tell you a little story, because last night I kind of did a small preparation for this interview, and then I searched on uh, Jill's uh, profile on the center's homepage, and then I found an essay on climate change, and I just thought, okay, what is going on here? Is this something completely else than I thought it was? And now, actually, when I see the book, I can see that there is, um, yeah, like a weather forecast, a picture of a weather forecast, and there's a presenter standing there. Yeah, so, so um, yeah, let us maybe start with this uh, metaphor of, uh, uh, of an organizational climate. What, what, what do you actually mean about this uh, climate metaphor? Mm-hmm. Um, well... You've probably been to multiple early care and education programs in your work, and you can walk into each of those programs and you probably get a different sense of what's going on. You know, in some programs that you walk into, the you'll notice, you know, there's happy voices and people seem very collaborative. And so the climate is more, as we would say, sunny. Whereas other programs that you walk into, you might hear harsher voices or 
um, children crying, which children are always going to cry in early care and education programs, but how they're responded to may be a little bit different in different places. The um, tones of voices that are being used by the staff members, the relationships with the families all give you a sense of the climate. And so every Every early childhood program has a different organizational climate. Organizational climate is unique. It's the unique and distinct um, atmosphere that characterizes a program. And it's made up of the collective perceptions, the values, the attitudes, and the beliefs of the staff members that are a part of it. So when we measure organizational climate, we're not taking individual perspectives into account, we're taking the collective perceptions of the staff into account. So on a whole, how, do, how does everybody feel about climate? And um, we measure organizational climate on 10 different dimensions. Mm. So it has to do with collegiality. It has to do with professional development. Um, it has to do with supervisor support clarity of policies and procedures. It has to do with um, task orientation, um, the reward system in a program, um, goal consensus, decision making, um, as well as the physical environment and innovativeness in a program. Okay, I, I think it's really interesting with this metaphor of the climate because uh, I train myself a student uh, preschool teachers mm -hmm. and very often they will go on their placements and then I will have to go and visit them out in their placement and actually uh, every time I come into an early childcare center I can actually um, get a first impression of a certain climate and and when I do several visits throughout the day maybe I will do five or six mm -hmm. I can really actually feel the, the difference between the, mm -hmm. the different climates Uh, how much do you think how much do you think your first impression is valid when we talk about the mm -hmm. climate in an early childhood center mm -hmm. that's an interesting question i think for an outsider there is some validity to it but for the insiders our research has shown that there actually is more validity for the people living and breathing it so um for example uh when a director takes a formal assessment that assesses their organizational climate, they're usually on par with each dimension that I just referred to as far as if the climate is high or low. For And we use a scale of, say, one to ten. So um, they're usually on par with, you know, the pattern of ups and downs among those ten different dimensions. They might not be on par with the ranking, the number, um, but... But what I guess I'm getting at is um, their sense of which dimensions are highest and which dimensions are lowest, they're pretty accurate with. Um, and then the, the research has also shown that there's a slight difference between teachers' uh, perceptions uh, and their guesses at organizational climate and, and administrators. So for example, the same thing happens where if you ask teachers to rate their organizational climate informally, they're going to be on par with a formal assessment as far as the highs and lows, which dimensions are higher and lower. Um, but their ratings are going to be lower in all of those areas than the administrators on average. So that's one of the things that we find fascinating is that administrators have 
um, a more positive view of organizational climate. They're rating all the dimensions slightly higher than the teaching staff and the support staff are rating those dimensions. And we talk about that in training and, you know, why that might be. You know, um, for, for one thing, an, an administrator's perspective is broader. They have that bird's eye view of the organization where they're taking a lot of different components of the organization into consideration. They're aware of the budget. They're aware of all of the families in the organization. They're aware of um, what's happening in all of the classrooms and um, staff issues, whereas a teacher has a more narrow lens that they're looking through. They're, they're probably very aware of the families and their perspectives, but it's of the families in their classroom, not the families in the entire program. And they're probably familiar with some issues and some issues that are are more directly related to them, like budget for their classroom, but not the overall budget of the organization. And so that could be a reason why administrators are rating things higher than the teachers are, because the teacher's world is very focused and, and little things have a greater impact on the teachers than on the administrators. Did I understand it right that uh, you talk about these uh, 10 uh, factors or 10 domains, domains or, yeah. yeah. And, and is there something in this book or is it something else where you can go in and measure the 10? Yeah, and sorry, they're referred to as 10 dimensions of organizational climate. So um, certainly informally, you can get a sense of each of the dimensions. If I asked, you know, you went in a program and I said, you know, how do you think the collegiality is here? You would be able to give me some, some indication of what you think it is based on what you observed and what you heard. Um, but there's also a formal method that you can use to assess. There's um, a, a tool called the Early Childhood Work Environment Survey that was developed by Paula Jordy Bloom, the founder of the McCormick Center. Um, and that really measures in detail a lot of different components of organizational climate. Not only does it give you a general ranking of the 10 dimensions, it also looks at commitment of staff. It looks at decision making, which is a dimension that I think when I listed all the dimensions at the beginning, I forgot the last dimension, de decision making. Um, but it it goes into more depth about our, our, our staff also in agreement on the goals and objectives within the program so it gives you a little bit more information and and when you talked previously about that the staff will rate the climate lower than the administrators do is that a research project or is that uh, something you do somewhere else or or what what is your reason for saying that they yeah, it w it is based on research. So we did a study where we um, took out the administrators' scores and took out the the other staff. And by other staff, I mean the teaching staff and support staff in a program. And there's actually a diagram of it in the book that that shows the difference between the two. Ah, and is it uh, is it in all ten dimensions, or yes. is it in some specific? It's across dimensions. Um, I actually, yeah, I actually just saw it somewhere here. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. So, so again, you can see that administrators are ranking all of the dimensions higher, but the pattern is similar. Um, so how how they're rated is similar as far as low and high, but the administrators are rating them higher. Oh. 
Yeah, I find that very intriguing. I would, I would also say in training, one of the things I always ask participants is who's, you know, which perspective is right when you see this visual on the screen. And the, the answer really is they're both right, you know, because it's all based on perception, individual perception. And our perception is our reality. It's where we're, you know, how we're viewing things from where we stand and how we're interpreting that information. But but this is then if we take the teacher's perceptions, that's kind of a mean. Is it called a mean in mm-hmm. English? Yeah. Are the differences large between the different staff members? Um, well, you well you can see between the administrator and the yeah and, and, and the staff and the yeah. staff. Yeah. But that kind of this mean. Is colla- the the teaching mean is the collective between the teachers and, and they are all and similar support staff sorry so, so so the support staff and teachers they are all very similar in judging the organizational climate or maybe these are the averages that, across, yeah the averages yeah mm-hmm. and and do you know or do you remember if the averages if if there was a big span between the lowest ranking staff and the highest ranking that i don't remember i'd have no. to look that up yeah <laughs> Okay, yeah, I find it very interesting. I've actually done some research myself mm-hmm. <laughs> where I look at uh, discrepancies between what the administrator says and what the staff says. So I'm very intrigued by this. <laughs> um, well, I can give you some more material <laughs> to read about. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I will have to think about this podcast and not only on my own research. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you mentioned, actually, I have another story to tell. Uh, and this is connected to, I asked you previously, if you could sense the climate the first time you step into an early childhood center. Mm-hmm. And I took my student teachers to London mm-hmm. and we visit an early childhood center. And it was a very special early childhood center. So there was like a large room with kind of all the small rooms inside of the larger room. Mm-hmm. So there were the toddlers, there were the two to three years old, there were the three to four year old, there were the five to six years old, and it was all in the same room. Okay. It was a large room. And yeah, and and I thought it was really interesting and I could kind of feel the bus in the room. There were so many things going on. And uh, and then when you were in one room, you could actually see somebody else uh, do a theater play. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and the children were also allowed to walk from one area to another area. So I thought this is really interesting and this is something to look at. But then all of my students, they thought it was horrible because there was so much noise they said and it was so so sensory kind of uh, overload for your eyes. Uh, but, but I'm just thinking about this, that I can have one um, impression of what is going on at my first visit and, and somebody else can have a totally different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's maybe why you also do this um, rating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, one of the things that you're getting from organizational climate when you're going in and observing a program is you're you're observing 
a body language, you're observing how interactions happen between the adults, you're observing tones of voice or listening to hearing tones of voice, um, hearing different phrases that are used in communication. You're also seeing facial expressions that are giving you information. So it's a little bit different than, you know, um, observing the classroom and what's going on with the children and, and whether or not it's overstimulating for the children. Um, it'd be, I'd be curious if you went back and asked the students about the, their feeling about the climate between the adults in the program and what was happening there, mm. like separated it from what was happening with the children. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm continuing in but this. I'm sorry. Yeah, let yeah, me, no, let me no. add to that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, again, like, it's not a guarantee that your, your perspective or your perception of the organizational climate is going to always align with what the formal assessment says. Um, but as I said, it it's, tends to be similar and it's more similar mo probably for people who are working in that environment because they're taking more factors into consideration about those 10 different dimensions that you might not be aware of. So, you know, you could see in your visit, you could observe collegiality happening between staff and looking at facial expressions and hearing what they're saying and things and if they're laughing with each other but you also don't have the perspective you don't have the inform other information like you know what did they do on breaks and um are there group activities and uh, you know so you're not getting more you're not you don't have the depth of information about each of the 10 dimensions that the staff would have yeah, and then I would like to go back to my, I think, first questions about the metaphor that you could actually talk about the climate or the weather. Mm -hmm. But actually, you talk about climate, which is a bit more kind of overarching or it's, it's a longer perspective than, mm -hmm. than the weather. We could say the weather is here and now, mm -hmm. but you talk about climate and that is very kind of deliberate that you do that. Yeah, it is. Well, in a sense, it is. I mean, the term organizational climate, we didn't develop that term. It, it came about before us. So, um, but... Yes, organizational climate is looking at, again, those collective perceptions of staff that can really have an impact on what's happening in the program. And, and climate ebbs and flows, too. So you can change organizational climate and you can turn it around. It's often harder to turn it around after it starts to go bad. And one of the things we say is that, well, this is a quote, organizational climate tends to go unnoticed until something is seriously wrong. So we don't usually think twice about organizational climate until we start to notice, oh, there's gossip happening or um, people seem frustrated or they're voicing, you know, more um, anger about something. That gives us a clue that it's organizational climate isn't the greatest. And at that point, it's going to take a lot more effort to get it back to the sunny climate that we want than if we had been paying attention to it all along. And if we continue to talk about the metaphor, and, and there is a picture on the front of the book of a weather forecast, could we maybe also use your book to kind of predict the future, to, to lead strategically as well, to kind of say, oh, it seems like there's a budget cut coming or there's a movement between parents going on mm -hmm. 
kind of in the near future. And actually, I forecast as an administrator that actually something will happen to my early childhood center in some days. And then I will take a strategic choice to mm -hmm. do you look into kind of strategic development in the sense of the metaphor as well? You can. I, it, one thing that, you know, directors who are learning about organizational climate, they realize that organizational climate impacts a lot of factors in a program. So if you know something is coming, like, um, let me go back to another example. Um, in training, one of the things I do at the beginning of the training is I have people um, write a forecast for their program. And, you know, what, what, would, what would you write? And, and sometimes people will, um, in that forecast, they'll say, you know, like, oh, it's gonna be, it's sunny days ahead. And somebody else might say, you know, it's sunny, but there's a bit of wind coming in and I see a storm on the horizon. And, and then, you know, there's gonna be a hurricane, but then it, it will get sunny again. And the point of that activity is to find out what caused you to write the forecast the way you did. What are, or what are the, the actions, the behaviors of staff, the things that are happening in the program that lets you know that there's a storm on the horizon and that it might be sunny ahead, right? And um, there's, they can always articulate. They wrote it for a reason, right? So they, sh they always are able to say exactly what it is. And somebody might say, well, we're um, working on uh, national accreditation and so we know somebody's going to be coming in from the outside and observing the classrooms and the teachers are very nervous about that and we're going to get a rating and so they're worried that we're not going to do as well as we should and so that's causing a lot of frustration and and there's a, it's also at the beginning of the school year and it tends to be more of a crazy time for teachers in the classroom so they're nervous about what's going to be happening then at the same time the observations but after that happens I know just like other changes that once that happens things will be sunny again and we'll get through it together so I know there's sunshine at the end of the after the storm um, and so it, going back to your question about strategic planning the more staff become aware of organizational climate in particular the administrators the more they can prepare for things right if they know they have a big change coming and if they know their staff well and how their staff and families are going to react to it they can prepare and strategically plan for what's ahead and then yeah 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 you talked about previously that you had made a survey among teachers and staff or no no yeah staff and administrators and there was a difference between how they rated the climate have you also noticed this is more qualitative when you go in and ask them to predict a forecast but is there also a difference there between what the staff say and what the administrators say we didn't, we haven't analyzed that. That's a really good question and something we should look into. We all what really kind of your gut feeling? Um, it's hard to say, maybe. It's hard to say, yeah. That would be hard. To, I'd be curious what, mm. what happens there. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I'm thinking that, yeah, so in this podcast, I both address early childhood administrators, but I also address uh, principals in schools and also directors in social care services. Do you think the climate uh, analysis is different in an early childhood center than in a school? Um, yes, it is slightly different. And organizational climate is a concept that's been around for years and, and 
is not just in the education field, um, but also in other fields as well. But there's been a lot of research done on organizational climate in schools. So it definitely relates. Um, the, the work that Paula started out doing with the organizational climate and the, the survey that she developed is specific to early childhood. So she you know, did a lot of research on um, organizational climate in school settings, but then modified it and, and also conducted the research and then, you know, modify things based on that. Can you remember the main differences between the... <laughs> no. Probably not, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Another thing I was thinking about is um, how do you actually listen to the children's voices? One thing is to talk about what the administrator thinks and what the staff think, but the children do also have a say in this climate. Right. Yeah, that's not built into the survey, um, but that's definitely something that I think administrators and teachers should take into consideration. And if they, I always think it's it's really interesting to interview children as when they are able to, you know, be interviewed and give you information um, to get a sense of how they feel about things too. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. Yeah, Jill, I'm actually sorry to say it, but the time is running out now. <laughs> but but uh, and, and maybe I've only kind of scratched on the surface. But if we look at uh, the chapters of the book, is there maybe one chapter that you want to say something about for three, four or five minutes? Um, I would say... Um, first of all, the the book is designed to give you an introduction to what organizational climate is, and then it um, goes into defining each of the 10 dimensions and giving some examples and having administrators reflect on each of the 10 dimensions. Then it talks about how to analyze organizational climate, and then um, it it kind of ends toward the end, it goes through each dimension again and gives a lot of strategies. Um, so if you feel like your dimension of clarity is not strong, there's a lot of strategies in a later chapter um, that you can use to improve your organizational climate. Um, so I would say that chapter in, particularly, in particular is um, really a good one because um, it's giving a bunch of ideas which people tend to be craving in our field. I would also say, this wasn't a question you asked me, but um, I would say of the 10 dimensions over the years um, in talking to directors and um, in my work in early childhood, for me, the dimension that has the most weight is innovativeness. And I think it gets overlooked, and I think it's such a critical dimension. I think if you can create an organization where you promote innovation, you promote continuous learning, you promote people coming up with ideas um, in our ever-changing world, that really is an important dimension to be on target with. Yeah, Jill, I think we could talk for, talk for hours, actually, but I will have to end now. Uh, if my listeners want to um, find out more about the work that you are doing or the McCorm McCormick Center is doing, wh where can they go on the web? Um, they can come to our website, which is the McCormickCenter.nl.edu. Um, and we have a library on the website that has a um, resource section. And so there's a search function within the library. There's also a search function in the main 
homepage, but you'll get uh, more specific results if you go to the library and do a search. So there's a lot of resources there. And of course, people could contact me if they need more information as well. And they will find your contact information on the McCormick Center homepage. Yeah, but thank you very much, Jill. You're welcome. This was a pleasure. We have come to the end of this podcast. I hope you have enjoyed the interview with a researcher in the area of schools, early childhood settings, and social care settings. We have a group on Facebook. You are welcome to join us there. You can have news about podcasts and we can discuss issues being brought up in the interviews. Just go on Facebook and in the search field, search research in leadership in schools, early childhood settings and social care settings. Well, the last thing for me is just to wish you a marvelous day. Bye bye.